Welcome everybody. This is a new thing we're doing. One more thing that we're doing. A new thing. <laughs> Let's get well, away to that's start. That's ten seconds. One more thing we're doing. <laughs> Fell apart already, everybody. Uh, we're in a mood this morning. Anyway, this is the first of a hopefully a series of podcasts that we're going to do, or a video cast, or whatever we might call this. As you can see, this is going to be very raw, unfiltered, and authentic. But uh, here we are. We're going to be discussing every Wednesday. It's going to stream out on Wednesdays. Uh, time with Greg and Matt and I, and possibly some others, probably some others as time goes by. And we're going to be digging a little deeper into the, uh, the topic over the weekend, the message over the weekend. And uh, we want to invite your questions. Uh, we're going to be soliciting those online, and you can send those in to us or ask us and uh, pass those along, and we'll try to answer questions and just dig a little deeper and have a, a little bit more conversation. But this will be dropping every Wednesday, so we look forward to it, guys. Here we are. We are here. We are here. Indeed, we are. <laughs> right here we are. Or we're there. We could be there as well. We might be there. I'm right here. Okay, you're right I'm here. here, and I'm staying here. All right. Good to know. <laughs> So this week we had week one of yep. Peace on Earth. Yep. And uh, walking through Luke chapter two, mm -hmm. um, talking about a very uh, real topic of how to have peace. And mm -hmm. uh, just kind of one thing that kind of jumped out to me from this week as we are getting started uh, talking about peace. When we talk about peace, what exactly are we referring to? What are we? What, what is that? What is, what is peace? Is peace just a life that you know? I don't have any concerns. I don't have any worries. When when you guys hear that word peace, what I mean, what kind of jumps out to you as far as what we should be focusing on? If it's a life without any worries, I haven't found that one yet. <laughs> right. Sure. <laughs> so no to that. It's not that. It's not that at all. I think it's just. Uh, in the middle of the storm, you have an assurance that everything is going to be okay. Yeah. You don't always see it, but it's something down deep and settled that at the base of who you are, there's something solid there that says, we're going to get through this. It's going to be okay. Right. God's in control. Mm. Yeah, well, I, I think peace means something. It means something different to those of us who would say, yeah, Jesus is who he said he is. Like, because my peace rests in him, not just in the situation that I'm in. Yeah. You know, I've been following the Lord so long that I guess you bring up a good point. You kind of lose. You don't remember what it was like before Him. Mm -hmm. You know, and for me, I was pretty young. So without Christ, I guess the peace is dependent on that. You know, mm -hmm. it really is. I heard a guy say this, or I can't remember if a guy said it. I saw it maybe on the T-shirt. I don't know where I saw it. But, uh <laughs> It was something about, I won't let anybody rob me of my peace. Mm -hmm. I think it was a declaration somebody made somewhere that they speak over their lives. And they said, I just refuse to let anyone rob me of my peace. And I thought, you know, that's great, but that's tough. Sure. Because I can be really having a good day and get one email and just my brain goes spinning the rest of the day. Yep. You know, I'm getting better at that uh, than I have been, but... Man, there have been times in my life when I let a phone call just torpedo the rest of my schedule. Right. My brain, I couldn't focus on anything. I mean, I've been in events before I got a text or an email, and I'm just done. And without Jesus, that's just what's going to happen. The, the circumstances are just going to roll, and you're going you're gonna to be at the mercy of the, the wind and the waves, you know. Mm. You know, 
so as we are kind of walking this walking this journey out over the next couple of weeks, you know, from from our perspective, we're going to focus in on how on how Jesus gives us peace and how we can mm-hmm. have peace in Him. Um, why do you think that in our in our day in our time in society, and it probably goes back to whoever's lived at any point in time, but why is peace such a difficult thing? for us to be able to have or to be able to hold on to or to be able to keep. If you go with that declaration, I'm not going to let anybody rob me of my peace. Why Why do we allow or why is that so, such a difficult thing for us to hold on to and not let go of? You know, world peace is, uh, you know, everybody said it's the, it's the <laughs> cliche beauty pageant yes. response. Oh, world I peace. world peace, you know. <laughs> world peace is just not possible without, you know, somebody said this once, you've got to have peace with God. First of all, mm-hmm. the Bible speaks of this. You got to have peace with God, because without a relationship with Jesus Christ, we don't have peace with God. We're in opposition with God. Yeah. We're fighting against God. Really, all of us without Jesus, we're fighting against God. We're struggling against His plan. So the first thing He has said is have peace with God, and that comes through Jesus Christ. You have peace with God, then the peace of God, the Scripture speaks of, can come into your life, and then. It, it abides in you, you know. You just have his peace within your life. And then you can have peace with your fellow man, hmm. you know. Only then. I think those steps are sequential. And I guess when more men have peace with each other, peace on earth comes into view. Yeah. You know, I think ultimately the, the deal is that uh, there are a lot of people at war with God, at war with themselves. They've got a war going on inside, and they just bring it to the world around them all the time. You know, I run into people sometimes who are just mad. Right, and yeah. they're mad at me or mad at the driver ahead of them. I mean, I mean, on the way over here, I was seeing somebody just fighting with another person at a stoplight, and that person may have caused them a five-second delay, maybe. And they just were waving their hands and their fingers and everything. Oh, oh, oh waving yeah. a finger. Yeah, <laughs> all that. The whole deal just at a stoplight, and right. the lady just didn't move fast enough for the lady behind her. And I thought to myself, that lady has just let five-second delay totally disrupt her emotional state. And, and she will likely, if she's anything like I've been in my life, she'll likely carry that around for an hour yep. or two. She may stay ticked off and tick off other people all day long. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if that answers your question, but it no, should that... build a bit of time there. <laughs> <laughs> Keep filling up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything you want to I, add to that, Matt? I just, I think peace, I think we tend to define it, it sounds weird, as we would define it, like calmness. Right. Or like life is great right now. And that's not, to me, in hindsight, after thinking about it, it's really more of a, like, this knowing everything's going to be okay, which, again, maybe simplifies it a little bit. But peace to me is not, this is great, this is great, that's great, everything's in the right place, everything's, you know, perfect. You said perfect a lot during your message, you know. It's not necessarily everything is perfect, at least how I would define perfect. It's, everything's going to be okay despite whatever's going on. Um, And again, I know it's hard not to throw it back to my faith in Jesus, but if that doesn't rest in Him... I, I don't know that I would be able to come up with an answer with, well, this is how you could have peace. Because I think it is completely attached to to my faith in Jesus. It's, right. not, it's not tied to my situations. Yeah, it just... 
I guess we're struggling and thinking about people who may be listening, you know, who don't have faith in Christ mm-hmm. and trying to relate peace to them. But that's all we've got. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, that's yeah. it. I mean, we don't have some sort of a strategy to get peace in your life outside. I mean, I guess there's some ways to cope and there's some ways to, you know, sort of navigate through a storm more successfully than other ways, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, ultimately, the, the, the thing down deep is Jesus. You know, you said knowing everything's going to be all right. I don't always know that in my head, and I can't always see that. There are many times that I'm like, how in the world could this possibly work out? I don't see a solution. I don't see this getting better. It's at those moments that you've got something a little deeper down in your heart. It's not so much a head thing, but it's a heart thing. If you've got a relationship with God and you've seen Him come through, if you're an experienced Christian, you've seen him come through a number of times and you just know in your heart, he's there. He's got this. And I think that immediately transitions into where we were at in Scripture for the weekend for the message. And, you know, this time of the year, it's a great time for us to be able to dive into the birth of Jesus and, and, and walking through Luke chapter 2. And you walked us through a few verses there in the beginning of, of Luke chapter 2 that kind of gets us started off on the right foot, uh, talking about how uh, Mary was told by the angel that she was going to give birth to the Savior. And then they had to do this journey uh, from Nazareth to Bethlehem and talked about uh, you know how difficult of a journey it would have been and how, it, like on one hand, it doesn't necessarily make a whole lot of sense for her to be nine months pregnant doing this traveling uh, and then going to be giving birth <laughs> in, in Bethlehem and not having you know any kind of real... Uh, I don't know, safe, clean, secure place mm-hmm. to be able to have the child. And all of this doesn't make sense in her head. Um, but then you made the statement, it is, it's a little bit of a twofold statement there. You made the statement talking about having peace and recognizing the situation that you're in. You said that God's plan is often disruptive, but God's plan is always perfect. Yeah. Um, I'd love for you to unpack that a little bit, uh, a little bit more here uh, for us today. Just that, that, that twofold statement there. This whole Christmas story is just... Uh... If we ever needed to be told that God's plans don't make everything easy mm-hmm. and God's blessings don't make everything easy, this Christmas story should tell us that. Because we're talking about an angel coming and delivering a promise to a girl and saying, This is the Messiah. You know, this is not just yeah. this is not just a pastor in Hendersonville praying that some problem will work out that he's got a meeting with some upset person God's going to come through that's small compared to the Messiah life changing world altering (laughs) (laughs) I mean this is not a local thing this is a universal I mean it's an incredible thing for the whole world and this is the Messiah coming here and God still doesn't make it easy yeah I mean I'm blown away by that he makes it it's almost like God just makes it hard. It, it feels sometimes like the the more uh, important the victory is, the more hard, hard fought the battle's going to be. Wow. You know, it feels that way. Yeah. And so uh, here you go. You know, she's all of a sudden she's she's got this baby and she's engaged. And I understand why that needed to happen. Right. You needed a virgin birth. You know what I mean? If she'd been married, you would not have had the virgin birth. Right. You would have had a lot of speculation about it. Yeah. You know, she was engaged, so 
the virgin birth was important for a whole number of reasons, a lot of deep theological reasons that that virgin birth was important. Not the least of it was prophesied. Isaiah yeah, said, a virgin sure. will conceive and bring forth a son. You'll call his name Emmanuel, you know. So this happens during her engagement period. That's just such a difficult thing to grapple with in any world, but especially her world. Yeah. You know, we talked about it yesterday. Uh, she could have been stoned for that. Mm -hmm. So then you got that, then you got why this tax, you know, why? They're poor anyway. Yeah. I mean, they're not wealthy. You know from the uh, uh, the Old Testament offering that they offered later was it they offered a couple of turtle doves, I believe it was, which was a concession to poor people. Mm -hmm. So they were poor. They didn't have a whole lot. They didn't have a lot of extra money to take a six-day round trip to Bethlehem, you know, and certainly not sign up to be taxed. That's nothing anybody rejoiced about. And the trip all hits right when she's about to have a baby. And I, I can only assume, if it had been me, I'd have wanted to go in month seven. But I can only assume the dates were set. Yeah. And that's the only time they could go. That has to be the case in my mind. Or mm -hmm. Joseph and Mary wouldn't have made that trip. They had to be there then. And I just think, man, if I was in that situation, I'd be like, God, man. I was just minding my own business here, living for you. <laughs> right. And you come and drop all this in my lap. Now I'm gonna, I can be out in the wilderness somewhere and have this baby. Then you get there and there's no place to stay. Yeah. I mean, what? Uh, I'm getting irritated just talking about <laughs> it. It's like, God, you're doing all this. Could you not even get us a hotel? But how relatable is that? You know, for us even today, maybe not the you know virgin birth aspect of it, but all of us, you know, who are followers of Christ, at some point in time, have been living our lives and trying to do the best that we can to serve and honor Jesus, and then something comes along that disrupts uh, our life. That is, I didn't see that coming, or I don't want to, have to deal with that difficult situation. I don't want to deal with that difficult person, or whatever it is, a financial crisis that hits. And God, where? <laughs> You know, on, on the surface, it's kind of like, I'm doing my best to live for you. Why is it being, why is it so difficult? Why is it so hard right now? I think all, of, I think all followers of Christ can relate to that on some level. We had this deal several years ago, and I'm, we talked about giving the last series. Several years ago, God had dealt with Alexa and I to increase mm -hmm. our giving. So we had made this commitment, you know, and we were going to give more. And so the first month we did, it was like a, seemed like it was February, March, something like that of the year. It's early in the year. And we said, this year, we're going to increase our giving to a standard that we've never had before. We're just going to give till it hurts. And we were. Yeah. We were. And we did. I remember the very first month after that happened, I filed my taxes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I got this huge yeah. tax bill. There had been an oversight or something. Mm -hmm. I hadn't cheated anything, but there had been an oversight. All of a sudden, I think I owed like $1,000, $1,500. And I'm like... I remember where I was, mm -hmm. and I, I heard it. I called on the phone. I called Alexa, and we were like, golly, here we just gave this gift, and here we're now giving more, and boom, this hits. Yep. We owe this big bill. It feels that way sometimes. Yes. It just feels like sometimes God's not paying attention. That's reality for, for Christians everywhere. Sure, sure. Looking back, though, now I'm, you know, I'm, seven, eight years from that, mm -hmm. looking back saying, man, I would do it all over again a thousand times because God had blessed so much, us, church, everybody, so much that it was great. With the Christmas story, we got 2,000 years of perspective to look back on right. it, and we, we understand why it all is now. It's very clear. 
virgin birth had to happen. Yep. You know, um, Bethlehem had to happen. <laughs> you know, so much of the timing was just perfect. Yep. And then there was after, after the whole story, and we won't get into that this series at all, but after Jesus' birth, there was a whole deal that God had to work out for Jesus to actually survive. Yep. Because Herod came after him hard to the mm -hmm. point of killing all the babies two years and younger in that area. I mean, he slaughtered, I don't know how many, but you would, uh, hundreds at least, probably thousands of kids died. Mm. I mean, that all had to work out just right, and God had him moving around. And it's a miracle Jesus even survived childhood. Absolutely. You, uh, you said something a moment ago that was that was really important. I think it's really important for all of us as we're trying to walk through this journey of being able to hold on to peace. And you mentioned the idea of perspective. You know, to mention your story about giving, you got seven, eight years of perspective on it. With the Christmas story, we've got 2,000 years of perspective. It's hard to have perspective when you're in the middle of it, but I think the second half of that, of that statement there really kind of brings everything back around that, yeah, while God's plans may be disruptive to our plans, His plans are always perfect. And so if we can hold on to that idea in the midst of the disruption that, hey, this may be disrupting what I had in mind, but God's plan is still perfect. I think that idea right there, if we can genuinely hold on to it, it does allow us to continue to have peace through the disruptions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought about that a lot, honestly, on the way over here and, you know, yesterday, just thinking through the message, like, because you said perfect over and over again throughout mm -hmm. your messages. I'm like, none of this is perfect at all. <laughs> like, and it's, I mean, it's disruptive. That was the better word. Um, and again, it's one of those things for me, perfect. I've defined perfect as, you know, the perfect place to be or the, you know, yeah. it's what I want mm. in a moment instead yep. of with any perspective. It's always, you know, I want to be in Hawaii, you know. Oh, that sounds perfect. That sounds perfect. <laughs> that sounds great. Um, I don't want to pay for it though. No, that's absolutely not. Yes. Um, like perfect, really, if I, when I, just in thinking about it, it's, it's something I'm thinking about me. Mm. But then with perspective, even just a little bit of perspective today thinking about it, like it's all the perfect things in my life would not be in my life if I had gotten all the things that I would have defined as perfect. Does that make sense? That's good. Like, that's totally, really good. I would probably still be living with my parents, <laughs> jobless. <laughs> <laughs> Like I wouldn't have made any of the decisions that God now, that needed doesn't sound me to make. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what is perfect anyway? You said it. You know, I'd like to be in Hawaii. You know, I can think back to some vacations. I mean, I, I can think back to a day when when I think of perfect. That spurred a thought in my mind. We'd go on this trip to this beautiful beach. And the hotel had these uh, little shelters out in front of it and chairs there. And we spent a week just there with this beautiful water. Mm -hmm. you know. And I have a, a video of it on my phone. And occasionally when I'm having a tough day, I'll come back and look <laughs> at that. I will. I'll be like, yeah. can I get inside this? You need little please? goggles on you. Yeah, I need goggles. Where's my, spray where's my teleportation at? Right. I, I need something. But uh, I look at that sometimes and I think a perfect day. You know, but and that was a restful day and a needed day, and sure. Lord knows we need days like that. Mm -hmm. Then I think of some chaotic, even traumatic days in ministry that I had. You know, I can think back to some days that are burned on my brain when uh, things happen. You know, and we were called alongside people to help and and do things like that. Some of those days were just even 
far from what I would call perfect traumatic. But I think, you know, what, what, which of those days had the most meaning, you know, hmm. which of those days will there be great reward for, you know, I think those days that are far from perfect may be some of the more significant days of my life. You know, when God did some stuff. Putting the scripture in your hearts, I've been memorizing uh, Psalms 91. Okay. And uh, secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I can go on, but I won't. Uh, but, uh, I mean, just memorizing those, are, it's been so powerful to me. Yeah. And Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, the more I thought about it, it just summed up yesterday so well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't approach life leaning on your understanding of situations, but trusted it to the Lord. Well, in, in the storm, you just your understanding is so imperfect, and if you respond to the yep. storm with an imperfect understanding, you won't always respond correctly. Oh, absolutely. So, I think that's great. I mean, I thought I thought that really uh, kind of gave everybody a great action step to take um, for all of us. In you know as we're walking through life and once again trying to hold on trying to hold on and, and, and receive peace um, I can't do that when I'm doing it on my own no you know, and we and, no. that, and it kind of goes back to what we were saying initially kind of trying to define peace from a, uh, a, a Christian believers point of view versus mm -hmm. somebody who may not necessarily believe you know it, you know we certainly recognize that there are you know there might be a different perspective there but for the believer in Christ um, there is no other way to have peace outside of Jesus and if we're going to follow after him we've got to trust in his plan got to trust in what he's doing because if I try to do it on my own and try to lead on my own thoughts or understanding man I'm, I'm lost it's it's gonna be a constant struggle where in the world is the most difficult place to find peace Middle East right yes Middle East it's uh, not to say anything about Middle Easterners, but the just the position out there, constant the struggle, strife, yeah. and world leaders, some really brilliant people, much smarter than I am, have tried to solve that problem, and it is the most difficult problem I think world leaders face. Middle East peace, how's that ever going to happen? If you trace that all the way back to where that started, you have uh, both of the many of the combatants anyway in the Middle East right now are descended from Abraham and a huge chunk of them come from Abraham's son Ishmael mm -hmm. and a, a huge chunk of them come from his son Isaac and if you remember how those two came into fighting yep. each other it came from Abraham walking in his own understanding instead of trusting God for the promise and it's led to conflict after conflict after conflict. That's good. Good thought. I like that. Anything else you got? For I would just echo that I, I think that memorizing scripture is a lost art form. I don't know if you can call it an art form, but I think we all have our phones and every translation of the Bible, just like, yeah, I'll look up. But I think there's a lot of power to being able to say, I've got that written on my heart so that I don't have to go, okay, what's a verse that I can... Yeah. Like, okay, I'm in the middle of chaos, but I have peace because I'm not leaning on my own understanding. I'm going to acknowledge that he's directing my path. You know, like, mm -hmm. that's part of who I am. It's, yeah. not, it's not just something that somebody said to me or I read in a book once. It's, it's part of my DNA. Mm -hmm. And I think, I mean, you can apply that to probably every message you give from here on out. Like, if you, if you really want that peace and you really want to be able to apply who he is to you, it's in scripture. I haven't memorized where it's at, but yeah. write it on your heart. <laughs> yeah. 
That's powerful. good. Powerful. That's good. Anything else you got that you want to share uh, from this thankful, week? Thankful for the opportunity to be a part of this great family and share these, these just God's word. People say sometimes pastor is a powerful word today, and I'm, I appreciate the support and the input, but the word of God is just powerful. It's the word that's powerful. It's yeah. not a delivery. It's not an atmosphere. It's not any sort of communication skill the word itself is powerful and if you give the word to people it does the work and it's just a joy to be able to let the word stand out to people it's good it's good all right well that's going to wrap it up for week one remember uh we're looking for your questions as well on this so make sure you submit those questions after this weekend's message and we will be back next wednesday to answer some of those with week two of peace on earth look forward to it peace on, on earth, earth. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.